The message of Christmas is the message of the gospel. Christ came to earth to make a way for man to come to God. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study what God says about the birth of His Son. I would like for you to meet the governor today. It's been my joy and privilege to meet governors through the years, and it's always a great honor. But that's not the governor I'm talking about at all. As a matter of fact, I'm talking about the governor of governors. I'm talking about the one who rules and reigns. We're in Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6, where the Bible says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. There's a beautiful progression here. We see the Lord Jesus both from earthly perspective as Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But we also see Him from heaven's perspective. A child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon His shoulder. There's a progression here as well. We see Him as a child in Bethlehem. A child is born. We see Him as a son at Calvary. A son is given. But then ultimately, where does He end? Could I remind you that Christ is more than His birthday? He did not begin in Bethlehem, and He did not end at Calvary. Oh no, my friend. The Bible says, The government shall be upon His shoulder. Here we see Him at His ascension and at His return. And then we read on in verse 7, of the increase of His government and peace. There shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon His kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. In other words, He not only is the governor, but His government will increase. We see His gift at the cross, but we see His government beginning at the ascension when He rose back to heaven and was seated at the right hand of the Heavenly Father. You'll remember on the cross they said, this is the King of the Jews. Now, that was true. But the reality is He's more than the King of the Jews. He's the King of all. He's the Governor. He's the Governor of Heaven. Revelation chapter 4, we find everyone in Heaven falling down at His feet and worshiping the One who sits on the throne. Friend, He rules the good and He overrules the evil. He's not only the governor of heaven, he's the governor of earth. You say he is? Oh yes, he will rule and reign over this earth. Read Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 17 sometime very soon. It's a fulfillment of the prophecy that every knee shall bow. That either happens now or it happens later, but it will happen. If you watch the world news tonight, you'll find that there are world kingdoms still ruling. There are empires, there are nations and there's constant conflict between them. We find that prophesied in Daniel chapter number 2. World kingdoms, the gold, the silver, the brass, the iron, the clay, they're getting worse over time. They're decreasing in power and in purity. At the end of all of that, in Daniel chapter 2, in verse number 7, we find that there's another kingdom coming. It's the kingdom of our Christ. It's the same referred to in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 7, of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. 
Every other kingdom on earth has an end, but the kingdom of Christ, once it's set up, will never end. Let me ask a personal question. It is not, will his government increase? The answer is yes to that. God promised it. The question is, will it increase in me? You see, Christ is not only the governor of heaven and the governor of earth, but he desires to be the governor of my life and of your life. You know, everyone loves the baby. Everyone wants to talk about the baby in the manger. But few want the governor. Few want the king. And many people are happy to talk about Christ at Christmas. But friend, Christ can't be constrained or confined to one day a year, one month a year. He wants to rule and reign over our entire life. There's a great battle, a great struggle. It's the same struggle Jesus faced when He first came into this earth. Remember, He came into His own and His own received Him not. It's a struggle of who gets to be king, who gets to be in charge, who, who is the boss. Now that's the real issue in all of our lives, isn't it? And can I tell you that so many days I've found myself like Herod. I want to be king. I'm threatened by his rule and by his reign, by his desire to control me. I think I can control my own life better. The heart of Herod lives on in all of us in some degree. Could I remind you how that story ended for Herod? He died. He not only died, he, had, he died in excruciating pain, a terrible disease. Historians even tell us that there were visible worms eating his body. Can I tell you that this world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. And by the way, all the Caesars are dead too. All of those who tried to rule and reign, they all died and came to an end, but Christ rules and reigns forever. His government is the only one connected to true peace. Would you like peace today? Then let Jesus Christ rule and reign over your life. Like the people of Jerusalem, we sometimes want to welcome the king and then we put him to death. We say, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. And then we don't like so much the way he wants to rule and reign in us. Friend, He's going to rule and reign on this earth. There is a millennial kingdom coming and then an eternal reign to follow. As a matter of fact, the Christmas hymn, Joy to the World, the Lord has come, is actually written not about the first reign of Christ, but about the second coming of Jesus Christ. It's a reference to the kingdom that is to come. It was meant to be sung year-round. One interesting fact is that Joy to the World is sung year-round around the world except in the United States. Uh, we've made it a Christmas hymn alone. But I would say to you it's a hymn about the governor, about the one who wants to rule and reign now in our life and for all eternity will rule and reign. Nurda Muhammad Farah, 17 years old in Kenya, was a young girl who came to faith in Jesus Christ. She converted to Christianity and her parents tried everything they could to get her to renounce her faith in Jesus. They tied her to a tree during the day. They put her in a dark room at night. They beat her mercilessly. They told her they would forgive her if she would recant her faith in Jesus. They gave her medication for mental illness. They read the Quran to her for hours at a time. And finally, on December the 3rd, 2010, they killed her. They shot her through the head and through the chest. She was martyred for her faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because she was willing to be ruled by only one and that one was the wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Wonderful is His character. Counselor is His wisdom. 
Mighty God is His power. Everlasting Father is His love. But the last and lasting reference to Him is the Prince of Peace. This friend is His kingdom. And He is the governor. We're going to be ruled by Him someday. The question is, will we allow Him to rule and reign in us today? May God help the Lord Jesus to be the governor of your life today. Do you personally know the Lord Jesus Christ? It is our prayer that you will trust Him and obey Him. May you and your family have a truly God-blessed Christmas. To make a year-end tax-deductible gift to this work and to find helpful resources to begin the new year, visit us online today at scottpauley.org.